He looked back at me just as plain as day, and he said, I'm a member of the Ku Klux Klan. It would be my privilege to defend the Nazi. It would be my privilege to defend Charles Manson. People are interested in crime. There's no getting around it, and Americans love violence. Coming to a brothel, you're having the full fantasy experience with somebody who knows, let's say, that there's five different ways to give a handjob plus. You know, talk to me about morality. Shut up. I tell you where you can stick your morality, man. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Unfiltered, the podcast. Uh, my name is Brian Praskani. I am the director and co-producer of the show. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-producer. Joyzel. Hey. Joyzel, how are you? And uh, we are joined by Felix, the editor, and our new AP, Lindsay Fink. Hey, guys. What's up, Lindsay? And uh, so, yeah, we actually have a kind of a cool uh, group podcast going on today because um, we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff, and we wanted to hear from our intern... Destiny, Hello. Destiny. There's a you know because of some of your political opinions and beliefs within the group, we've actually asked you to sit in here with us today. Uh, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, today's story is fairly unique. In most of the episodes that we've done for the program so far, uh, we tend to have been a little bit left leaning. Yeah, we've been a bit liberal. I've been a little yeah. bit liberal. Yeah, and we're not trying to be one way or the other. Uh, really, what we're trying to do with this show and with this podcast is to showcase different voices and different opinions from around the country uh, from all different perspectives. So today we're actually going to hear from Brandon Strock, who recently founded the hashtag walkaway campaign. And as you're about to hear what the walkaway campaign, if you haven't heard about it yet, represents is basically people, uh, including people of color and people from the LGBTQ community that are lifelong liberals and Democrats that have decided that they've had enough with that political allegiance and are now migrating into conservatism. Right. They are walking away. They're walking away. From the party. From the party. See you later. Peace out. You've got thousands of people who are walking away from the Democratic Party saying, this is the reason why. If the Democratic Party and the people on the left had a single functioning brain cell in their head, what I've done here basically for them is done all the work of creating a focus group for them. I mean, if any of them simply went to the page and watched the video testimonials of the people telling them exactly where the Democratic Party has gone wrong, I mean, this could actually be an incredibly useful tool for the Democratic Party. But are they going to take this opportunity? Are they going to use it? No. They're going to close their eyes and close their ears and say, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. Well, it is happening. It's still happening. It's going to continue to happen until you change your party. Hi, my name is Brandon Strock, and I'm the founder of the Hashtag Walkaway campaign. After Donald Trump was elected, I was devastated. I voted for Hillary, and I was one of those people who was going on social media, crying, you know, making videos. I was on Facebook. I grew up in a small town in Nebraska, so I knew a lot of the people that I grew up with had voted for Donald Trump. And I was really on a quest to try to understand why did they vote for this man who was a racist, who was a bigot? And after I sort of ranted about this, somebody who's known me my whole life, and she herself is a lifelong conservative, came to me privately in the most delicate way and sort of sent me this link to a YouTube video. And the video was entitled, Debunking that Trump Mocked the Disabled Reporter. Now, I saw this, just the title of the video, and I, you know, I almost still sort of had that liberal rage inside of me that sort of thought, 
I can't wait to watch this and then tell her how stupid she is for being brainwashed, you know, by this, this idiocy. And um, what happened next was that I watched the video and it was a compilation of footage uh, going back probably more than 10 years of Donald Trump doing that exact same voice and that exact same gesture numerous times in numerous circumstances when he was imitating somebody who had been caught in a lie. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. And it became clear to me that he didn't mock that man's disability whatsoever. Yes, the man was disabled, but what he was really doing was making fun of the fact that this person who happened to be disabled was caught in a lie. You know, it, it blew my mind. I even found a uh, footage where there were groups of black people who went to Trump's rallies to support him. And when the media got there, they actually framed up the shot to cut the black people out so that it appeared that there were only white people there. So once I found this out, I started to see that I had been incredibly, you know, unkind and judgmental towards all of these people in the country who I thought were horrible people because the media had made me believe you know, that these people were terrible people when in, in fact it wasn't true. All right. So there you have it. So that's Brandon. And, you know, Brandon is when you think of a when the average person thinks of a conservative. Right. They're probably not thinking of someone like Brandon, um, who is gay, who lives in New York City in right. Manhattan. Works as who, a hairstylist. Hairstylist. Worked, as, worked in theater, worked right. as an actor. Right. He lives uptown. Um, you know, pretty much not exactly what you would probably identify when someone says, like, you know, right. Probably the complete opposite right. of what you would expect. But. That's also kind of a stereotype unto itself, right? Uh, I mean, because Destiny, you fancy yourself a conservative. I do. I do. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself. Hello, my name's Destiny. Um, so I go to a pretty liberal university. I go mm-hmm. to Columbia. Um, is there anything but? Is there? <laughs> one thing that's really well known about Columbia is that all the students are sort of like really hardcore liberals and like social justice warriors, and like we mm-hmm. fancy ourselves on being well kept on identity politics and embracing blackness and queerness and all of these like throwing these words around and that's fantastic and that's great Um, I do think that something is to be said about recognizing that a party that just because you know they're made up of a lot of hip young people doesn't necessarily mean that they are um, you know a very productive or progressive party i.e. the democratic party or the left and i think what brandon is really doing which i think is really important is challenging people like himself and like me and like young people my age to really sort of get over the the stereotype that all republicans are racist or homophobic or sexist and all of these awful things and start challenging yourself and they're all old yeah and they're all old white men or that they're all alt-right yeah. <laughs> members, yeah, which right. I think is really interesting that like you tell someone you're a Republican and you're just like, so do you go to KKK rallies? They lump yeah. you in with like Nazis right. and things yeah. like that. And that's not really the case. And right. I think that especially post-2016 and post the Trump election, bipartisan politics have really gotten like really deeply entrenched on like stereotypes of what who's a Republican and who's a Democrat. No one really knows or thinks about politics anymore. We just think about like who is whatever like you know i'm a white or someone's a white man and they're republican and they're awful and they're this and this and this and there's no real discussion on political now now you're you're not white uh i am not white i am black and nor nor are you a man i'm a woman (laughs) and i'm not very straight so (laughs) there are a lot of things that that should be pulling me away from the from the republican party now in those three things that you just mentioned you know being being a woman uh being a member of the gay community and uh being black do you ever feel um do you ever get criticized 
criticized for your conservative beliefs for, you know, from any three of those. Uh, Absolutely. I think there are, are um, pretty clear statistics online that like, you know, a majority of black Americans uh, vote Democratic and have been doing so for a very long time. Um, and again, I, I it, it's really all just about uh, this idea that we have or young people have or people of identity groups have of the right and have of Republicans. And when you sort of tell people that you don't align with these, quote, common sense politics of the left, you are easily challenged. You're called a fake. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really black or I'm not really a woman or I clearly don't care about these issues. Right. And, th- and that's not really um, the case. I liked br- what Brandon said in the piece. I know he was talking about, you know, he was a liberal and he was a uh, part of the Democratic Party because he, you know, despised bigoted people. Like sure. he despised racists and, and all of these things. And that's great. But there are also those people on the left and there are, all, <laughs> there are also what, those people who are what, Democrats. <laughs> I, I think there, there is this theory that, you know, if you're a woman, if you're gay, right. uh, you know, if you're a person of color, that you're almost required uh, to be uh, a Democrat or, mm-hmm. or to be on the left, right? And, and and that's something that's sort of I feel like instilled in it's, in popular yeah, culture. At this, very much at like this good, point. like good versus evil, right? Mm-hmm. Good being, you know, Democrats. And, and I think to a certain degree, what Walk Away almost represents, and even watching it through Brandon's eyes a little bit, is that I mean, you're very smart politically, which is probably I don't know, you're probably one of the smarter political people in, <laughs> in, in Colombia, I would imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, even myself, like I when I went to college many many years ago. Mm. Um, I don't think I was like as sharp politically, you know, as I became later on in life, you know, so I think sort of, you know, growing up, you sort of kind of celebrate whatever seems to be what you're supposed to be kind of right. So it's like, you know, I grew up a leftist because I grew up, you know, whatever into like weird stuff and punk rock and film and this and that. So I thought everything was about, you know, I got to fight for equality, fight for fight against censorship, fight for the, you know, the freedom for everyone right, to do right, what they right. want, say what they want. Right. And, you know, and and even right now, I fancy myself a centrist, but, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm not a conservative. I, I don't consider myself a conservative, but I will say that I'm a little uh, alienated by some of the left and I'm a little unhappy with how the years the left has gotten so aggressive that now they've almost become the party that's pro-censorship. It's well, very cliquish. Right, and that's, yeah. the, yeah. the left has really become just identity politics, if you think about it. Like, it, the, the party has been rooted in and really just thrives off of the fact that they are they celebrate these identities which again I think is wonderful but besides that they don't really push many other things and I think that Brandon Straka is not only um, challenging you know young people on the left to to wake up and think about other things but they're just he's challenging them to think and like to think about their politics and like mm-hmm. I think that's really important that you know that's well that considered. was a problem too during the election two years ago I know a lot of my friends were telling me like I, I don't know Hillary's message yeah. other than right, like, she right, didn't really right. have anything to push for right. whereas Donald Trump was speaking to a lot of people that you know right Donald Trump had more of a clear message than Hillary did Hillary was just like uh, saying that oh yeah I'm best for the job and also you know I, I remember the controversy about the whole I'm not Latino Trump. grandma like I'm your <laughs> like hashtag I'm your abuela or something yeah. like that and everybody right, right. got mad because it's like you no you're not like, right stop. right well, you know, I mean, and, and to just we'll get back to the video in a second, but just to sort of keep this fair and not to make this like a, a, a left bashing, left right. bitching uh, thing here. You know, let's look at the specifics of what we just saw. I mean, do we agree on the media manipulation that Brandon is talking about or do we think that's something we see on both sides of the aisle? I think it's absolutely seen on both sides Definitely of the Definitely both, aisle. yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I, I do. I mean, I, I think we have issues where many of our news outlets have become editorialized. And it has become this sort of, like you said, identity politics. Right, which is something that I, 
I don't know. I kind of don't get why Brandon is saying, oh, therefore I'm conservative when I'm like, no, but they do also kind of the same things that that's you don't a, like about the Democratic that's Party. One thing, yeah. Right. Like, doesn't mean now that you're conservative that you're not racist. Not, I'm like, no, that's, they still have the same faults that you are finding within the left. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I'm a little confused by that, too. Yeah. I mean, there does, it, it is interesting to me that, that, like, you know, just because people start doing some BS on the left doesn't mean that that BS isn't right. happening on the right. Right. Know? Exactly. It, you know, it's like when people say, my cat is so cool he acts like a dog you know what i mean it's like sort of like oh no hey my cat is so cool he acts like a dog (laughs) then get a dog okay no such a hater we've had this conversation before on like episode i don't don't understand why you need a cat that acts like a dog because a cat is adorable cats don't love you you know what i agree with that so unfiltered listeners clearly i'm outnumbered but if you like cats (laughs) let me know because i love them that'll be a future episode but let's get back to the video i do wonder though why um brandon just kind of you know saw the the things on the left and just like really went to the right and I wish he he kind of spent more time in the video talking about the problems on the right and and really like talking about the issues on both sides. Well you had mentioned you thought it was a little weird that just seeing the unedited right. Trump rhetoric of making fun of the handicap that that was the that right. was yeah, the Yeah, I mean point. that's a little ske- I mean like that that's definitely a little sketchy for me. I think that that's inspiring and watching a video that de- debunks something that um was really circulated definitely can inspire you to like critique the movement, but I'm not really sure why he you know f- decided then that being a democrat was not for him. Right. Well, let's hear uh let's hear more from Brandon. Let's hear more from Brandon. Brandon. I started reaching out to friends and I started reaching out to, you know, liberal family or even just people that I live with in New York City. So I started trying to, you know, say to people, you know, what do you think about this? Have you read this? Have you seen this? Well, what I got in response were people being incredibly hostile and, you know, treating me with a lot of contempt for even simply asking questions. It was almost as if they were saying, you know, why are you showing me this thing that's making it harder for me to hate him? People were starting to uh, disengage with me. They were starting to cut me off in, in real life. They were starting to cut me off on social media. There were all of these different things that people were saying about me in order to be able to justify that I, you know, had sort of walked away from the camp and that I walked away from the group think. You know, I became a liberal because I am against racism. I'm against, you know, judging people based off of their sexual orientation or their gender. But what I started to see happening more and more all the time were these very same behaviors sort of in the reverse of what is, you know, stereotypical. I don't think that being hostile towards heterosexual people helps gay people. I don't think that being hostile towards men empowers women. I don't think that, uh, you know, being hostile towards white people empowers black people. I don't think that they realize that they embrace hate. However, they've allowed themselves to feel entitled to this behavior because they think that they themselves are doing something virtuous. The left practices tolerance and practices diversity in the most superficial ways only. They do not practice uh, tolerance or diversity whatsoever when it comes to, you know, individual thought or personal beliefs. You know, if you express an opinion that's outside of what is their ideology, There is no tolerance and there is no diversity. Why do I have to subscribe to a dogma or an ideology that's spoon-fed to me by the left if I'm an empowered, you know, individual and gay man? Hostility towards white people and straight people. Right. That's interesting. And it is. I mean, listen, I mean, we've seen, I think, a lot of bad behavior in these past couple of years. I agree. Um, we've seen, you know, a lot of 
reactionary behavior from the left uh, towards, you know, white men, heterosexual men. But does that sort of erase the history of conservatives being (laughs) prejudiced towards people of color, you know, people from the LGBTQ community? I definitely think that, um, like, even if you look at during uh, the election, there were a lot, or especially when Trump won, there were, like, riots and people were, I I mean, I can speak for Columbia when when they announced that Trump won. Like, a lot of students met on low steps and, like, Mm -hmm. they were burning things and, like, throwing glass bottles and everything. Um, Personally, I think that that uh, level of violence and just anger is unnecessary on either side. I do wish, again, that Brandon sort of, and I think it would strengthen his argument to acknowledge the history of hate and sort of, you know, how institutionalized these systems are that like disadvantage or that disproportionately disadvantage people of color and queer people that make the left react in the way that they react. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that I wish people my age and I wish that people who uh, you know, are a part of the left would sort of wake up and understand that no one's going to listen to their concerns if it's going going to be said in a in a in a way that it's um, often said, and it, especially if it's in signs that's like you know f white people or f f men, like you know what I mean? Because that, right. that's not how deep the issue is. That doesn't you know that doesn't really address anything. And I, I do think he has a point. Um, we've gotten to the point where now we're just like yelling hate at each other and not really. Um, there's right. no conversation. There's no conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's just insults, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, f you, like you're a white person, or oh, you're wealthy, or oh, you're straight. Like, right? Short. <laughs> well, but that was the point of us, I think, even speaking with Brandon was that you know we're not trying to be, like I said earlier, we're not trying to be pro one way exactly. or the other. But I think what's very important is that everyone should have their time to say whatever they want or to be able to express their thoughts and right. ideas right. Right. if they're not doing it in a hateful way. And right. I don't think he is doing it in a hateful. way. I don't way. think so either. So I had really reached my boiling point by the beginning of 2018. I thought, I'm going to sit down and write what I call the definitive manifesto of everything that's wrong with liberalism, everything that's wrong with the Democratic Party, and I'm going to shoot a video, and I'm going to put it out there. I sat down and I wrote a script, and in the script, I ended it by saying, so I'm walking away from the Democratic Party and liberalism, and I encourage all of you to do the same, walk away. Maybe if I open this up and said, maybe there's, maybe other people will draw courage from seeing that I've created this video and maybe they'll be willing to speak out too. And I thought maybe what I could do is create a video campaign, a testimonial campaign where other people can create their own videos and tell their own stories, whether it be people on the left who are fed up with, you know, toxic liberal ideology and, and what the Democrats are up to and who are ready to walk away. And also for people on the right who are sick to death of, you know, being called racists and bigots. Maybe it's time for the silent majority to become unsilent and to tell their stories. Sit down in front of their cameras and say, look, this is what it really means to be a conservative. These are what my core values really are. And by the way, not only am I not a racist, not only am I not a bigot, but I actually, we would love to have black people over here on the right with us. We would love to have gay people over here on the right with us. We are an open and inclusive Republican Party or conservative movement. This is what we want. And when I released the video on Facebook, I created a group page, which is called the hashtag walkaway campaign group page. And that's where I launched the testimonial campaign. And at this point now we have thousands of testimonials from people on both sides telling their story. I wanted to make a quick video explaining why I walked away. Uh, Today I'm going to share with you my walk walk away story. We have left the Democratic plantation. We are off the plantation. Hashtag walkaway. I had to walk away from the Democratic Party. 
the majority of the stories that have come out on the left-wing media uh, saying that it's Russian propaganda, saying that it's paid actors. Now, of course, they always had the option to simply go to the hashtag walkaway campaign page on Facebook, look at the real video testimonials of real people. There are thousands of them on there telling their stories. And, uh, but they chose not to do that. Uh, no one ever reached out to me for comment. No one ever reached out to me to ask my perspective as the founder of the campaign. So I thought this was interesting uh, because most of my friends on social media are lefty liberal types, uh, you know, so your feed sort of reflects that. And so I started to see all these posts about how the hashtag walkaway movement was fake on right. Facebook. Um, and I saw, you know, many close friends of mine, people that even work in media were saying, oh, this is complete nonsense. This does not exist. These are Russian bots. These are fake people. These are uh, stock photos of actors and models that are being used to promote this right. campaign. Um, and that's not exactly true. Although, although there might be small elements of truth, there to it. are definitely stock photos being used to promote the campaign. But is that even like a? But bad that's thing? not a Russian bot thing. But the campaign itself is not a do lie. That? Doesn't everyone do that though? Like, doesn't every politician like use I mean, stock photos? To, yeah, or, I mean, yeah. right. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, in, but it's definitely it's definitely they are using stock photos for their right. campaign um, images. I mean, I mean, there are. I mean, just in in complete transparency, there are certain media outlets that are are publishing that you know they have somewhat what they consider proof that the hashtag hashtag walk away is being uh, you know a priority in some of these Russian bot programs. Uh, so there might be some truth that the, you know Brandon created this message and then it's it was sort of adapted and popularized. Right. Um, but really, you know, Snopes did a thing on it and Snopes couldn't even come to a one hundred percent conclusion. Yeah, I saw that they said yeah. uh, half. True, half false. Half true, half false. Right. So basically, at the end of the day, it's you know what I think is interesting is that according to Brandon, nobody reached out to him, and right. he is the person that did start this program. Right. So to call this to call this campaign one hundred percent fake is not. But then correct. not do your due diligence as a reporter journalist. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, maybe the campaign now is being used for malicious purposes, but I, I mean, I believe that it started pretty organically with just Brandon and this idea. I mean, and the thing is, is as you see in our video, you know, the testimonies are there. I mean, right, if, right. if you go looking for the proof in the pudding, I mean, you know, there is, you know. It, you will find it. Are the Russians using this in some way, shape or form? We can't 100 percent say yes or no. Is this campaign real? Are there pe real people involved in the campaign? We can 100 percent say yes. Right. So within the last uh, few months, the hashtag walkaway campaign has continued to grow and grow. There are a lot of really high profile people who are very enthusiastic about what we're doing. As walkaway grows, uh, we're going to need the help of all of those people and the involvement and the support of, of as many people as possible. I want to assemble a really dynamic, incredible team of walkaway speakers, uh, people who have really amazing stories and let's get people out on the road. Let's get them in college campuses. You know, the current university educational system, it's so liberally biased. And I'm getting stories all the time from, from heartbroken parents who are writing to me and saying, I don't recognize my kid anymore. And uh, you know, the socialism lies and the communism lies, all of these things that you know kids are being taught now in universities, they need to hear an alternative perspective. So a lot of right-wing celebrities have come out in support of the Walk Away campaign, including, I mean, Fox News commentator Candace Owens and I think Judge Jeanine Pirro, a lot of Fox News. Tommy uh, Loren. Tommy Loren, yes. Uh, a lot of personalities have come out and uh, they like the message. They do. And, you know, it, it's it's sort of a it's an interesting 
group of people, right? Roseanne Barr has been uh, putting the hashtag walk away oh, thing. Oh, Roseanne. Interesting. Uh, who else? Uh, James Woods. Who, Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. I mean, that's a big deal, right? I mean, it's now that the, the, the president's son is doing Well, this. I went back into Brandon's Twitter, and he was trying to get Donald Trump Jr.'s um, attention for something even before the walk away campaign, like tweeting some message. that He's like, I want my followers to share and tag Donald Trump Jr. or oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I would imagine that was pretty big for him. You know, I guess sort of the sad thing about all the people that are into the hashtag, or not the sad thing, just the real thing about everyone that's into the hashtag walkaway is is that, you know, they're already right-wing conservatives. And I mean, they're, I, they're all kind of ridiculous. They're uh, a little Candace the Owens is, uh, you know, I mean, she is well known for doing a very clear walk away from the left to the right. But right. she's also just kind of a, like a like a joke at this point. <laughs> right. And just kind of just like trying to add fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I, why do you think she's a joke? Well, because she is grown in her fury when she got more popular, in my opinion. I think that Candace... So you think she's like an Ann Coulter type? Absolutely. I think she's just riding the train right now. I think she's she's just... She's just pandering. She's just pandering, right? Like, I I think that she's all for the movement, not because she wants to inspire those on the left to be... to engage in political discourse, just to be smarter political, you know, citizens. She's doing it because, you know, she just wants... The Charlie Kirks and the Ben Shapiro's of the world to like have more people to you know in their little club, right? I believe it because spoiler alert for one of our future guests coming up, uh, Blair White, who is transgender and she's a YouTube personality and she kind of flirts between conservative and centrist. Centrism. Um, She had a debate with Candace Owens and Candace Owens just shut her down, like refused to listen and called her tranny and all these derogatory remarks. And a lot of it's on YouTube and a lot of the comments are people saying like, you know, Candace, like she's actually trying to have a conversation. Right. Like it's a lot of conservative people that, you know, that say they they said things like, usually I like Candace but this time she didn't even try to get get Blair, uh, let Blair get a word in edgewise. It was really mature right um so it, it does seem that she's just she's there's just, there's just no conversation going on there either now do you think though let me ask Dennis, let me ask destiny do you think um other young people on the conservative side are thinking that way about her it seems like she has a huge fan base and particularly if you're in the small group of conservatives that are a female or B black or, or whatever yeah. if you I, I think being an untraditional um conservative people are definitely looking to candace as sort of a spokesperson but i also think that especially kids maybe my age are you know, latching on to Candace because Candace allows the Republican Party to be like, well, hey, you know, this is a black woman who, you know, is spewing these values and all of these things that you critique white men for doing. And, you right. know, so therefore your your critiques and your arguments are, are not really valid. Um, and I think that Candace really is a, like a crucial part in um, sort of adding some legitimacy to the conservative party because all liberals are able to say is, well, you guys lack diversity. You guys, you know, are this and this and this, but that's clearly not the case, right? right? Because, right. you know, Candace Owens is huge. Sure. So I, I think that uh, people are, you know, big fans of her and support her because she is allowing the Republican Party to say, well, hey, we have black people. We've got women. Yeah, I wonder if maybe that may be something that's going on, too, with Brandon. Like, we've got this former liberal and he's Mm. gay. Like, we are an inclusive party. Right. Um, But then you have to look at the laws they're passing, too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, too, is is as far as, you know, bringing it back to the celebrities and some of these other voices, you know, we're not seeing where we haven't seen yet any, like, prominent, like, celebrity liberals become a part of the hashtag exactly. walk away, right? right? I no. think and that that would be something interesting to see. Um, but in Brandon, even when I spoke with him too, I mean, he's been sort of 
uh, very appreciative of the support that he's got. Right, but right. But it's also been, I think, uh, very overwhelming for him. I think when he started this thing, he didn't really realize like the can of worms that he was opening up. True. And his life has really changed ever since he posted this initial video. Wow. How so? Did he give any examples of like? Um, well, basically, you know, he posted this video and he thought it was going to be something. He, he knew it was going to provoke some type of reaction. He wasn't sure what type of reaction he was going to get. Um, but then all of a sudden he's sitting down, he's doing interviews with us. He's getting calls from, you know, all sorts of media outlets, predominantly conservative media outlets for the most part. Right. And but, you know, like we just said, you know, the president's son is tweeting about him. Celebrities are tweeting about him. And, it, think, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Do you think that this is adding to him? Like this is motivating him to be more sort of um, outrageous and provocative. Do you think that he was like intentional and had like had pure intentions with this movement? I think he's I think he's sincere. I think he's genuine from the conversations I've had with Mm. him. Um, You know, I mean, you always have to question a little bit about, you know, obviously there's a little bit of a background in in acting and theatrics and he's he's comfortable on being on camera. And, you know, some people like to be a voice or be a personality or be a face. But I think I don't think there's really anything wrong with that as long as the message that you're embracing is genuine. And I think, you know, whether we agree with it or not, I, I do believe that. Brandon believes it. But one thing I'm incredibly optimistic about is that the hashtag walkaway campaign has really created an atmosphere and a space where people of varied beliefs are coming together and engaging in civil discourse and engaging in conversation that's respectful and it's polite and, you know, treating each other with dignity. The, the walkaway campaign is not an ultimate destination. It's not a belief system. And people have sort of remembered what it means to be an American and to celebrate that we have diverse opinions and that we can engage in these different opinions and debates in a way that we respect one another. As that type of behavior and that atmosphere continues to grow and grow, and it is, our group is growing every single day. I think people are going to be left with two different options that they can look at. They can say, do I want to be in this type of environment where we don't all have to agree, but we do all have to respect each other and treat each other with dignity? Or do I want to be in this other group uh, where people are spitting on each other, throwing drinks in each other's face, punching each other, screaming at each other, calling each other names, uh, cutting off their parents, cutting off their friends? Which one is more attractive to you? Which, you know, What's your choice? What group do you want to be in? I mean, so I think at the end of the day, like the one thing that we can all agree on is that whether you believe in this or not, it's important to talk about it rationally. Um, I don't think Brandon is someone that is preaching hate in any way, shape or form. Uh, And I think really everyone has to be sort of a little more critical about their own personal politics. On the Um, left and the right. Yeah. On the left and the right. You know, we're living in a world right now where almost people are subscribing to their political to their politics like uh, like one does with sports teams where it just doesn't, you know, I'm I'm this and that's that. It doesn't matter what happens. Pick a side and you're anti everything else. And, And I think that's a very ignorant way to be no matter what. Right. I mean, it's like no matter who you're leaders are, you know, it's our jobs as citizens in this country to, you know, check them to a certain degree and right. to see, you know, nobody should be 100% in on anyone. There should be things that right. you like over here and things you don't like. Exactly. And, yeah. Just because you're Republican doesn't mean you're pro-Trump. Just exactly. because you're dem- Democrat doesn't mean you're pro-Hillary. Absolutely. And just because you're Republican doesn't mean you are you know, a white, racist, homophobic, right. alt-right, KKK. Because right. you're not that, Destiny. <laughs> you know? 
you know, yeah. and just because you're a Democrat does not mean you're like some hip. I just think that this this movement is important in reimagining and like yeah. you know allowing people to redefine what it means to be right. breaking stereotypes. Breaking stereotypes. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. Challenging your preconceived notions of whatever. Now, can this be used in the wrong way? I mean, you know, is this sort of you know we're 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 appreci- we're looking at this in a very logical, intelligent way. Right. But you know, as we've seen in some of the comments on the video that we've already posted. Uh, some people just love it as you know more Trump propaganda. More. And I yeah, if you read the comments, it's really very like wow, Yahoo finally has some common sense now. And um, <laughs> I think that's really interesting. I think that people who are already sort of on the right and who are already sort of pro Trump are looking at this movement and saying, finally, like we got to those young gay, you know, we got to the young gays, we got to the the young black people. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And I'm not really yeah. sure if that's if that's the the point of the movement. Right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank Destiny. you for having me, your, Brian. Your, your input was valid. Our uh, amazing intern. Not thank valid. You. Your, valid. <laughs> your, your input was valued. Thank you. Thank you. Invalid. I checked it out of the box. Valid. No, thank you very much for uh, sharing your opinion with us. And um, next week we'll have a very different type of episode where you'll hear from Carrie Goldberg, who is a young attorney uh, based out of Brooklyn who has been specializing in uh, digital crimes, uh, primarily non-consensual pornography. And what this means is revenge porn, when right. when jilted exes take videos of their girlfriends and spread them out publicly. Blackmailing. Blackmailing, cyber-stalking. And, uh, and actually, she's moved from online crime into offline crime, into sexual assault in general. Right. She's a lawyer uh, who's representing uh, somebody who is suing... Harvey Weinstein. So she's uh, handling big cases out there. It's a big deal. Yeah, she actually just won a $1 million lawsuit uh, for a rape uh, case that happened in a high school in Brooklyn just recently. Um, But she's awesome and she has a lot of interesting uh, things to say about the subject and basically how she was forced to become the lawyer that she needed because the law hasn't really caught up to a lot of the technology uh, that is being used for these crimes. So thanks again, guys, and we'll see you again next week. Make sure you check out Yahoo News to check out the video of Brandon's interview, along with our article that delves a little uh, deeper into the story. And of course... And of course, make sure you tune in to Unfilter the Podcast every week for new episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.